specifically on this topic only, though. That's a good idea. Don't let it spread into finances or anything. Yeah, yeah, it's a good. Uh, if it works, it really works. Yeah. If it goes over someone's head, that's working also. But if there's no interest and you want to hear it another way, it's fine. But if it works, it's great. Yeah. It, yeah. Pretty good. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm doing real. Just we were in Mexico for a little while and uh, that was a very. Yeah, it was packed. Though I did a lot of talks in a short period of time. And uh, yeah, so I was happy that was over. Came back and uh, chill out now. And I think uh, probably start going places in spring. So yeah. Well, we're gonna go back to Italy. We're gonna have another quote-unquote retreat there. I think. Yeah, in September, late September, down in Sicily, I think, this year. Yeah. Well, there'll be more. I think more people are coming, I hope. Yeah, I have my regulars, but they're not here yet. But yeah, just a couple of chairs. We have the Zoom. Well, this is what I've been here a long time. This isn't the way it used to be. But, uh, yeah, I remember now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was set up by some a guy named David from uh, Australia, living in England. He set up the Zooms, really. First, the recovery Zooms, which we never did. And then we, uh, <clears throat> we tried to do Wednesday and Saturday, which used to be live, but then just do it on Zoom. Tuesday was a, with a group called, uh, I had spoken for them years ago, a, a group called Awakening Together in Colorado. So they asked me if I would, you know, I did another little guest thing and they asked me if I wouldn't mind doing a weekly thing. So I said, yeah, and then we did it for a year. And well, yeah, we just, uh, the, uh, the Awakening Together connection. Off. It's just, it's just another Zen Vitsa. I don't know. I think it was Southern Colorado down there. I was going to do a retreat there, but I canceled it. Yeah, you just go the same Zoom link. Yeah, two, it's just the same. It's just a non-duality. But it's grown now. We have a lot of people there on Tuesday afternoon, Pacific time. Yeah, it's working out. Again, you just, uh, yeah, the message is the same, and uh, but you can rehear it over and over again. I know. Yeah. Well, yeah, the Zoom had to have it because you're not, when I first sat in front of the computer, it's a little more, uh, the 
pump doesn't get primed is the yeah and so and a lot of times the starving of the questioner leaves them with that they're the answer you know you keep answering the questions they're the questioner yeah if you yeah so we got into the habit of that and uh but yeah it always brings something out yeah i'm all you know i've gotten softer in my old age yeah whatever i listen <laughs> yeah before we wouldn't listen to uh someone go off on a rant but now i do and it, it's it, it all has everything has value so uh if you extract my scale of value then it goes pretty well so Oh, you know, and you always to make it. You want to bring it back to the, yeah. Yeah, the thing is, is, yeah, if you give them enough rope, it hangs itself. Yeah, so. The thing I found most helpful is the idea of the self, the selfing. Yeah. Yes. Self, selfing. Selfing is creating self. Making it, yeah. Yeah. Well, remember, you don't do it again. Yeah, see, that's the beauty of it, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Hey, bro. Yeah. That's just an activity. And on the action figure level, it's probably valuable to feel like you have a meaning because the action figure does better with a, does better with a purpose and stuff. Yes. So there's a, there's a temporary conditions that are, that need maintenance and uh, upgrading and all that kind of stuff. And then there's the inherent condition that's like a contextual sense of, and that can come in and influence the content, but it's not a product of the content, yeah? So you, when, you, you know, when in Rome, you gotta do as the Romans do. And so, so people, uh, you watch people, uh, driven by the mental mechanics that there's always an identification with what are they, whatever they have or do and everything. And then when that identification isn't being uh, reinforced, they can get really bummed out. Yeah. So a lot of people believe they were what they were doing in their life. And then when they retire or something, they go off and start getting loaded or whatever, because they, they've lost purpose, so to speak, yeah? So there's a, there's a maintenance of the, it's like, like the car is a different maintenance than the driver, yeah? But the car needs maintenance. So the action figure needs maintenance, hey bro, yeah? And then, the, then what we are doesn't, which is beautiful because it's being, which would be its own maintenance, yeah? 
So you have to have those machines that are self-cleaning. Yes, they're on supposedly. They clean themselves like ovens and other things. Yeah, that's part of the, that's part of the, the machinery. It's not any thought or effort the way it goes. So being something I feel would be the highest form of maintenance of that. Yeah, now the action figure needs maintenance. It's got the four tires, arms and legs and shit like that. And, you know, if the legs, they don't have the right pressure in the tires, you don't run well. Yeah, and so, and you realize that because there's been a belief and we're living a dream of separation, there's a search for connection, yeah? Now, you would see that that search for connection is based on a fallacy, which is separation. But if you don't, the, it doesn't matter if you see it, the action figure searches for connection. So they get find community. And so some people who I speak to, who I know pretty well from satsangs, they go to retreats really just to see their friends. So they end up paying a couple thousand bucks. Hey, it's worth it. And they see their friends and they speak of like-minded stuff and there's a camaraderie there. But all that is a search for some connection, yes? And uh, when you realize there's no, con there's no separation, there's still the search for connection as the action figure, yeah? The revelations that occur sometimes don't seep into the action figure world because it's got a programming already, yeah? So the action figure doesn't get the message. It may express the message in a way stubbornly against it for a while, and then it just sort of fits itself around circumstances instead of the head trying to fit it around, you know, fitting circumstances around it, yeah? So this, so you render unto Caesars what Caesars, yeah? If, yeah? You can walk around saying I'm not a body, but most of your, what you're looking for is, is leisureness or comfortability of a body. <laughs> so it's just crazy to, yeah, just let the business be taken that's at hand and then just, yeah. Yes. Well, the, because of the power behind them, which is us. And we truly, even where there's a huge obsession with, with self, there's a huge unsuspected resource, which is what we are. Hi. Yeah, there just is. And therefore, we're getting the brunt of it in a lot of ways, but we don't see what makes uh, what you believe so it is, is our power before it. Yeah. So the power that we are before it if funneled through belief, it can make what it believes to be so, yeah? So we live a, a subjective dream here where something seems to be so or not so to me, yeah? So we have a distinct uh, example of it in recovery where, you know, people have what they believe was the worst thing that ever happened to them, yeah? And maybe it stays like that for years and there's a little temple there and they worship it and they use it for excusing all these other situations. And then they get into a program which changes something that can be changed, which is the acting of what you're not really. And then that changes and you see it as the best thing that have ever happened. Do you need any more examples to see the subjectivity of this event? I mean, it wasn't the worst thing. 
and then morphed into the best thing. It was a thing that was given meaning. And in my experience at that moment, that meaning was it was the worst thing that ever happened. And then I go into recovery and I realize I would have never gone to recovery unless I got arrested that night. And now it's the best thing that ever happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They are because beliefs are sort of a, when there, there's a belief held, there's a feeling of a meaning that's presupposed. Yeah. You're not meeting the meaning in the event. You have a belief about the event and a certain meaning is given. Yeah. A lot of this skating is backwards and forwards and sideways on time in time. Yeah. So the word presupposing, hey, are you guys there? Can you hear us? Yeah? All right. Let me know if uh, it blocks out, whatever. The word presupposing is used by Ramana Maharshi, a great master. Maybe he not didn't use it, but the people who translated his talks did. And there's a lot of different people that have translated his talks, you know, his ideas. Yeah. So you're hearing him say basically the same thing in a lot of different ways. But one of the ways that's said over and over again, and, and it's prefaced with the problem or the greatest mystery, so it has a sense of emphasis. And he explains it very clearly. He says, there's a presupposing. Yeah, so what would be a presupposing? It's when you're in the act of supposing, you're presupposing that which you're supposing now to be there before. Yeah. Yeah. So you're presupposing. So there's a supposing now of something that may not be true, but it's a presupposing. So you think it, it's historically true and it's not, it's just arising right now. Yeah. So there's a presupposing of this non-existent thing. So what are they pointing at this? Yeah. Without the animating of I am or the existence, this would be an, you would see it as inert thing. Like if you've ever seen someone you know after they died in a you know a casket and stuff, you may have had a hit that that was an Uncle Fred, you know. You were calling him Uncle Fred because you were in a a sort of a, a sense of ignorance concerning your own condition, which is you were thinking this was that which was having conditions instead of this is a condition. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. So something that you were giving the, the name of Fred is gone, yet the what you called Fred or pictured Fred as is still there. So the non-existent thing is still there, but Fred, quote unquote, whatever that was, seems to have split. Yeah. So you see, there, there's been a wedded and reinforced by the perception with this idea that you are this existing thing. When he's making it very clear, it's a non-existing thing. I mean, you can't get more clear at the, at the commencement of, some, of something than that. He's not going down you know, the eighth left turn. He's right at the beginning, yeah? There's a presupposing that a non-existent thing is existing, yeah? There it is, it's fundamental, truly fundamental. And he says, okay, if this is the case, and because I feel he gave so much emphasis 
that it, he probably saw it as the case in most cases yeah, of us, yeah, that we're in this delusion of a non-existent thing being that which is existing, which opens a fucking huge can of worms. Yeah, that we try to study and go over and, <laughs> and just see the root of it all would be much more efficient knowledge, yeah? All right, so there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing being existing. So you can see it when they're seeing, which is a demonstration of consciousness, or let's say existence, yeah? The seeing, the hearing, the feeling, the tasting, the touching, the head arises, claims that, and says that is the verification that you're the hearer as pictured as this, you're the thinker pictured this, you're the seer pictures this. You don't need to go to the 800s crime scene just that's the crime scene right there yeah it's nothing right or wrong with it it's just what happens it's just good to bring awareness to it and awareness isn't doesn't uh come along with an acquaintance of judgment it's just awareness you're not saying oh uh, this is bad this is good you're not saying shit you're just seeing it finally instead of looking from it because many of us are looking from mental effects and we start our life after these mental effects have seemingly done something that could never have been done, which is make us a long lasting independent separate thing. <laughs> but we live, obviously, it has to have an, you know, an expiration date because it's a lot of fucking work, really. You know, so may, expiration, it's a lot of work. The head has to keep on referring everything back to this idea that it's about you yeah and so it's it lasts 80 90 years 70 years it just collapses sooner or later because it's just too much it's just a lot of huffing and puffing and then yeah so <laughs> so there's this presupposing thing you see presupposing that there's this non-existent thing that's existing that's the presupposing so you don't come to that when you come to that recognition through the mental activity it says it's always been this way like you've been this non-existent thing it's not like i am this non-existent thing and then the negation would be beautiful and i'm not it would be very quick but this is historical there's a historical precedent set that you're it and so basically, it's not about not becoming it or any, it's you already are it. It has you in a sort of like a headlock in a way. You don't have a way of wiggling out because all the wiggling out is you trying to wiggle out, which is the bigger in. Yeah. So it, presupposes, it presupposes a fantastical idea as a historical fact. And it constantly uses perception and memory to reinforce it, obviously. Yeah. So when every time there's a somewhat vague, maybe cloudy, but there is an acknowledgement of contact, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, not so much all the emphasis on what's seen or the seer, but there is an acknowledgement. You feel something's going on, yeah? On this happening, yeah? Now that, if that acknowledge, if that, and that can be going on for quite a while, and it's running on no thought or effort. It's being, yeah? So the conscious contact is being something, yeah? Consciousness and contact. There's no story. 
It's the head claims that to use to keep claiming you. Yeah, because if it was telling the same old story, it would fall apart quickly. But because it claims everything that's brought about by conscious contact as being about you, it reinforces the you with its exact, in a sense, its exact opposite. Yeah, it's a wild move, eh? So the claiming of the seeing is used to emphasize the seer, yeah? And to emphasize the seer, there's a seeing. So this is duality, yeah? Seeing, seer, the whole actually event is seeing, yeah? If you saw it, you could just see seeing, but when you look at it from the mental view, you see something different in it. You see seer seeing. Yeah, the it's sort of like a chalkboard and you put a dot on there. Mostly, most people's heads will go to the dot. They'll they won't see the chalkboard, they'll see the dot on the chalkboard. So the same thing, here's the seeing, which is like the chalkboard, and then there's two dots put in, see or seen, and then the head goes there. It's programmed to go there. And so now, Here's the whole chalkboard explaining everything, the greatest mystery, blah, blah, blah. But you're not, you're just following the two dots. And basically there's an obsession with the one dot because the seer never changes. The scene changes, yeah? But the seer never changes. This is what's insane. So the seer is constantly being emphasized as a singular one who's always been the seer. It doesn't do that with the scene. Yeah. Oh, you'll say, oh, I've seen that tree and it becomes historical as a scene, but nothing like the historicalness of the seer. Because everything that's been seen has emphasized the seer. And there's five ways it reinforces this. Hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and, and actually another one, thinking. Yeah. So the thinking, it's going on. It's it's really is one of its main ways it's being used is to imply the thinker constantly. And the thinker is just a thought that is different than other thoughts because it's the thinker of the thoughts, <laughs> but it's a thought in itself, yeah? So, but it seems like, all right, the thought, I don't see that, I see it as the thinker and then all the other thoughts are seen from the thinker and you call the mind, yeah? And this, so basically you're, you're branding yourself like a cow at a ranch, <laughs> you're constantly branding yourself. You're not, but the, you know, the activity is, and the only brilliance that's available isn't like a working solution, it's a scene. And then there's no need for a solution. This is not a working solution. You see something and then there's a, something occurs and it's, it's, doesn't, it's not a call to arms or, Oh, let's get to work or just do it or what it doesn't that's not the response to that sort of echo you just like see it and there's a truth telling because uh the thing that doesn't want to tell the truth about all that activity is a product of the activity the sense of self it doesn't want a lot of stuff to be revealed because it believes it's about it and therefore as the lead investigator, it's the most uh, complicit in the accessory to the crime because it doesn't want to see that it's the one. 
that's doing all this. It's got enough sense of doership already. It doesn't want any more stuff like I, I separated from God. Fuck, what the hell? What a bad move that was. Why did it, whatever moved me to freaking do that? I don't want to sit one second with that sense of responsibility. Pow, poo, poo, play, poo, bullshit, whatever. It drives a lot of behaviors. Yeah. But what would happen if it isn't true? Yeah. So what would happen if after all these years of trying to master how to get out of shit you think you're in and trying to lengthen the time you're out and diminish the time you're in, you've seen that has failed. Maybe the solution is before the in. Not taking the in to be true and then giving meaning to the out, but seeing no meaning to the out because you're not in. Yeah. So the great wisdom of no escape would be there's nothing to escape from. So there wouldn't be any efforts to dig a hole or get a map about it. Just not interested anymore. Yeah. Because you have you you didn't you don't believe the first step of the con, so to speak. You're just not into it. You're not into that grift in a way. Yeah. You're just, well, all right. And then more and more gets revealed. Yeah. And uh, without, see, with you, uh, see, we don't cherish the thinking. We don't cherish the feeling. We don't cherish, we cherish the self. Yeah. This idea that's held as the thinker and the feeler of everything. It's cherishing of self, like they call it in Buddhism. They're not like saying, you are cherishing every thought. No, you're not. You're cherishing the thinker. Really. That puts you into the effect of thoughts. Yeah? You're cherishing, you know, uh, experiences. Yeah? And that gets you set up to be bummed out by when they're not nice experiences, let's say. Yes? All this stuff is rooted always back to us in a weird way. In some like presentations, like the Course in Miracles, they would emphasize dreaming as this event, yeah? And they used the term Maya and shit in, in, in India also, like, or an illusion and stuff. But as they, some of the great masters said, uh, you know, There is no illusions. It's just uh, we play the role of the illusory. Yeah, we yeah, we're giving where th this meaning is being given to things, and those things don't have that meaning. They come from somewhere. Yeah, I would say they come through this event, but everything is inherently empty, and we run into our own meanings—not ours as Paul's, but the meanings that have been given to it through by this, by here. Yeah. And therefore, they, they explain it beautifully in the course. They say, you and I are the dreaming of the dreaming. Yeah, let's say the dreaming of the dream. I don't like the word dream because it sounds like it's a thing, you know, but I, I, think, I think it's an activity, dreaming, yeah. I never, I, an unbroken activity. There's not a night dreaming and an awake dreaming. It's all dreaming, I'd say. Yeah, so I, you and I are the dreaming of the dream. You got to feel it on this level. You, you, it's a subjective event, isn't it? I mean, that should give you a pretty good hint. None of us are experiencing a real world or a real place because the real world or the real place would override our imaginings of it, which it doesn't, yeah? Basically, we're giving everything all the meaning it has. That's a pretty good 
uh, definition of dreaming. Yeah. Yeah. So everything is empty. There's meaning given to it. And so it says you and I, the dreaming of the dream, we forget that. Well, that would have to be a constant bit of effort for the dreaming to forget that it's dreaming, don't you think? I mean, that would be some work. All right, so how do we forget it? Well, I believe that it's through the act of being identified. We're not in the act. We're just going with the act out of not knowing any better. Yes, we're going with the act. We're not doing the act. So there's the act of being identified as self or the dreamt. Yeah, so now the dreaming is taking itself. It isn't the dreamt. It's taking itself to be the dreamt, and that's good enough because this is a dreaming. So if the dreaming takes itself to be something, it's going to look like it's that something. Yeah. So there's the dreaming identified as the dreamt. All right. You think that would be great? Oh, it's going to be a great amusement ride. Everything is going to be seen. How it pertains to me will be fucking great. Yeah. It'll be all about me. Isn't that what the head wants the most? Yes. But there's unattended consequences. Yeah. Because now in this condition, everything you've been dreaming now is given the ability to affect you. So now that you have an ass, it's going to be bitten quite a lot. Yes. You're going to get bitten in the ass quite a fucking lot. And then you may fear it's unfair, feel it's unfair and unjust and so on. And then look at that and go on. And it will just proliferate all this miscellaneous shit we're believing. Yes. And then you sort of get caught in the work, so to speak. Yeah. That's why when I would see a guy in India, Ramesh Bausakar, he passed away. I was moved to see him because of a, a book I read when I was younger with this message of who cares, which was a very, very like uh, logical presentation of this message in a way, at least the mechanics of the message. Yeah. So I went to see him. And so when I got there, we were all waiting downstairs. It wasn't many of us. And someone came around and says, anybody new here? And I said, yeah, this is my first time. He said, all right, you're going to sit in this chair because Ramesh is tired of talking to all these other people. So we need the, it's basically, you're going to prime his pump so the satsang can come out because you're new, you know? So I sat there and then he, uh, <laughs> you know, he started talking to me and, uh, He used a beautiful example. I hope you can get the sense of it. I don't know if I got it then, but someone sent me a video of it 15 years later. He said, you got to watch this. And then I heard a voice and it was mine. And then I realized, oh, I, that, I was there that day. And so he said, he, so he started talking with me because he didn't want to go into it. If you were looking for a place, he had no food. Yeah, just it would be like it would be like going to the library looking for a chainsaw, basically, he thought. So there are certain needs of the body need to be chilled out or you're going to be looking at non-duality as a way to escape as the, that which is in, you know, to escape which it was in, which is not the message of non-duality. The message of non-duality is seeing you're not that. It's not helping that feel like it's not that as a drug almost. Yes. Yeah. So what he did with me, and this was just the, for an image, he says, all right, let's talk about uh, presence. Yeah. All right. He says, Paul, do you have a job? I go, yeah, I have a job at home. What do you do? House painting. He says, okay. And so we're going to call you personal presence. And then there's the impersonal presence. Yes. They're one and the same, but 
for the example, we're going to see two things. So he says, all right, when you go to work, do you uh, have to chant that you have a house? Do you forget that you have a house when you go to work? I said, no, I don't think so. So you're not chanting at 11 o'clock, you know, coffee break, I have a house, I have a house. No, there's a knowledge you have a house. It doesn't have to be refreshed every second, does it? No. And if you, if you work overtime, is it more apt that you'll forget you have a house than if you only work at nine to five? No, because you have a house. Yeah, you, you know you have a bed, yes? So there's this knowledge. It's a different form of knowledge. It's a knowing that has a very, very strong effect when you're not seemingly in it, yeah? You're not in the house, you're at work, but the work doesn't convince you that you have no house. Yeah, beautiful. So he says, so being the impersonal, the personal presence is all sort of like going to work, but you never leave the impersonal presence. So the personal presence doesn't have to keep trying to remember about the impersonal presence because you can't forget it, yeah? It's the underlying knowledge of the I am. It doesn't need to be watered every second. It's quite established as it is. It's the, the source of existence. So you don't need to remember yourself as that. You are that, yeah? Beautiful message, right? Because most people, it's the same thing we had the story, I use it all the time with the rug emporium where I'll shorten it. I was traveling around the world, meaning I had no house. I didn't live anywhere, you know, steadily. Actually, I hadn't lived anywhere steadily for a while. And so I walk into this emporium in Turkey. They sort of got us in there. They was giving us, he seemed to be, a, he, he, he decided he was going to show us some of the sites. And then he took us to this building that was a rug emporium that his family owned. Yeah. So we all got in there. They gave us some Turkish coffee or apple juice. And you sat and they started doing this incredible show with Oriental rugs. Unbelievable, beautiful, spinning them around, light hitting all these different colors. But I had a complete immunity to buying a, a rug because I had no flaw. F-L-O-O-R. Yeah. So this knowledge had traveled with me, even though I went 25,000 miles away and shit like that, or whatever, or it's been so long, it never changed this knowledge of, I don't have a flaw, F-L-O-O-R. <laughs> they could have kept me there, no food, kept me up for 20 days. <laughs> You're gonna get it. You're gonna get it. I can't get it. I don't have a flaw. <laughs> so this knowledge, this example is very, very meager compared to the fact you are, I am. You are that. You are existence. You're not existing. You are it. Yeah. Even when you're worried and fearful of not existing, you are existing. Yeah. And when you think you're going to end, they'll be existing. Yeah. So this is the beauty. This is a knowledge that's not an acquired knowledge. It's a revealed knowledge that's already known. All of us know it. Somewhere, some under, it's the undergirding of everything, the I am. It may, you may think it's going to take lifetimes to arrive back there, but you're never going to leave, really. So all the arrivals are completely assured because they're based on having never left. 
So no arrivals can go off because when the arrival fails you, it tells you you've never left. So yes, this is the knowledge that satsang is concerning. It's not like, all right, we're gonna build an understanding and then we're gonna put four wheeled tires on it, fucking heavy tread. You're gonna make it through whatever's going on. No, this isn't a deep assurance that doesn't need coaxing. It's just, it's just here, yeah. And I don't see how long we can avoid missing <laughs> because you can't, yeah, so that knowledge. And it doesn't, you know, if I would have traveled 5,000 more miles, I wouldn't have been convinced I had a house. If I would have went to Mars, I wouldn't have been convinced I had a house on Earth, yeah? There was a knowledge that wasn't going to be changed by contemporary knowledge, yeah? It was just clear. This is the point of satsang. You may not feel it, but what satsang is doing is talking right at it, yeah? And sooner or later, when you think you don't understand it or you're not getting it, you actually are. The process that reveals that you're seeming, you're not getting it because you are it, but the not getting it is fucking a success. Being confused is fucking very high level by recognizing I'm not going to get it. Hallelujah. Yeah. What? You mean I can't do anything about it? Hallelujah. Yes. Yeah. These things that when the head is narrating the arrival at these, it may seem like a drag, but it's a hallelujah. Yeah. Because how are you going to know all these intellect is thinking, rationalization, logical experiences? You know, how do you how are you going to know about these things if they're if you keep giving them things, if you can starve them and you see they're wanting to get it and like that, you'll realize they're not yours. The intellect is not yours. It's of the action figure. It's not your intellect. It's not your desiring. It's not this or that. And so when you see the apparatus, it's like, you know, that when they put that little crane thing in a kid and all the toys are. And yet this one, you'll never get anything. <laughs> so after a while, you're not looking at the toy. This is what I want. You see the whole thing. You see the grabbing for the toy and you see much more than just looking at the toy and wanting it. You see something when there's a stepping back. Yeah. So you're not picking up anything and then you realize why. It's not because the, it's 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 set up for you to lose. No, that's the win. Because maybe if you stop trying to get shit, you realize you have something, yeah? But if you keep trying to get something, you may not realize you have something or nothing really. So this is why we would not have, or not, we had questions, but we attempted to keep it down because if you deny the questioner, the answer sometimes becomes obvious, which is you are what you're looking for. Yeah. Through acquiring and gathering all those answers from questions is really a way of you trying to look for what you already are. So let's just stop that at times. So you see, you get law, and then there's something there, like you know, you see the wanting to understand something, and then you see something there before that. Yeah, and now the emphasis may shift from this 
this, oh, he's thwarting my understanding, my growth of knowledge. No, and see, beautiful. This is meant to be stopped. How am I going to see it? It's not me. Yeah. Yeah. So. You mean when you don't, let's say if I get something and then I understand it, I get it, understand it, I get it, understand it. You're going to know more about the system or about that toy if you don't pick up the, the, the rabbit. Yeah. Yes. When you see it just going and you see, no matter when it gets a big thing, it doesn't change anything. Yes, you'll see something about it that you'll never see if you're looking for the particulars, I'm gonna get the rabbit, yeah? So this is sort of, you're a very, let's say as a camera, you're a very advanced camera. You don't have only two apertures, you have a lot of apertures, yeah? And the self-centered aperture has you locked into a very, uh, myopic view where you see everything as how it pertains to you. It's a very, very, uh, so here's all the, yeah. So that aperture is what's usually looking and trying to get in this and that. You can see that because you're a much larger aperture. The activity of the aperture can be happening and there's a larger one seeing that. And there's always a larger one seeing all the apertures until there is no apertures. Yeah, yeah. But you can recognize these activities because you've been freed from the idea that they're all about you. If they're about you, you're gonna, not gonna see them clearly because there's agendas going on. You're thinking that you have an incredible thirst for knowledge. It's selective when the head's running the show. It usually only wants to get things that reinforce it, yeah? Yeah, and so if you believe you've been doing a lot of this stuff, you don't wanna really look at it, even though you're saying, oh, I would go, you know, you don't really. And there's a cognitive dissonance. A large part of you doesn't wanna go anywhere. It's just, it just wishes there was a thicker cushion for the chair. It's got a very primal agenda. While you're masquerading as the chariot of the God, it's just looking around for water. Or when can I get out of here? Or, you know what I mean? It's really, it's, it's, it doesn't know any better. It's programmed. It's not AI. The mental activity is not AI. It's not growing into awareness. It's programmed. It's got a ceiling and a floor. It has a certain amount of and they're all cut windows the same way, right angles. And basically, there you go. Yeah. Take all the fucking drugs you want, lick the toads, do this and do that. You're usually going to go back to three windows, door, fucking. Yes. And if you keep calling it you, <laughs> licking the toad or whatever, not licking, but I like the, the, the picture of licking the toad. Someone sent me a, Homer Simpson story and he's licking the toad. <laughs> I got it the other day. Yeah, it's just a way of making fun. But I, I wish everyone finds what they're looking for. Without whatever means, it doesn't matter. Yeah, because, and I don't think it really matters anyway, because you can't lose what you are. Whatever, there's not anything that you could do that could disqualify you from being what you are. Not, not one thing here, because basically if this is dreaming, which it sure seems like it is, then 
the effects we're having are uncaused, really. Yeah. They're imaginary effects. Just like at night, if you were dreaming of a big tiger and you had a lot of meaning about a tiger, like it's going to rip my head off and fucking like that, it's ferocious, you would be uh, feeling the effects of your reaction to the tiger anxiety, fear, maybe a feeling like, a, you know, adrenaline releasing and shit like that. But when you wake up in the morning, you realize you don't have to go to a class to un, you know, unforget that it was a real tiger. It's seen as not a real tiger, yeah, when you wake up in the morning. And so the effects you were under were uncaused, yeah? Yeah, there wasn't a tiger that initiated your, the effects that you had. That's called an uncaused effect. What's an uncaused effect? Dreaming. Yeah. Dreaming. Dreaming, you're thinking you got loaded and shit like that. You wake up, you're looking for the syringes and nothing's there. Yeah, you had this feeling, oh, I blew 34 years of sobriety. Nothing happened. And then so as soon as you start realizing that the effects were not actually caused, they were imagined, there's a relief there. Yeah, much different. Yeah, the relief from an imagined cause is much greater than relief from a cause. It's much quicker. It takes no time at all because it was an imaginary effect. Yeah, you don't have to dig yourself out of anything because you didn't dig yourself into anything. Yes, the relief is immediate because it's it doesn't to get you know it doesn't take any time to get into what you're already in or to get out of what you're already out of. Yeah, so every every uncaused effect you're already out of it. It's the entertaining of the in. Once you see it, you're out. The second, like that. It doesn't, oh, now I've got to work really hard. No, it's not. You don't work hard because it was imaginary from the beginning to the end. Yeah. Imaginary, seen in as real, has effects. Imaginary, seen as imaginary, the effects aren't, doesn't have any effects anymore. Same appearance, but completely different by how you see it. Yeah. You want to trust how your head sees things? Good luck. Seriously, I don't want the head to be the first one that informs me of what's going on. Fuck no. Jesus Christ, I like it to be maybe the eighth person. And then there's a lot of comedy material in there that I like. <laughs> Having it, okay. Having it as your only GPS is insane. You should see, it's all driven by faith, really, faith power that's expressed by the vehicle it's put in it is if you watched when i was in when i was out using drinking and using it was an eye but the action figure there was a huge amount of faith in the thought system i truly believed what my head was telling me completely and i reacted from there and made decisions from there like they call it making decisions from self that set off trains of circumstances that bring you misfortune you don't feel you deserve. So then you get resentful and so on and so on. goes on and on. Yes, it's a very, it's a self-fulfilling dream, really. So, so uh, I saw the principle of faith and faith is going to manifest by the vehicle it's put in. 
So if it's put into the thought system, it's going to produce anxiety. It's going to produce a lot of uncaused effects because you're going to be affected greatly by next week where there isn't a next week right now. Yes, isn't that a perfect fucking illustration of what we're sharing? Yes, it is. Yeah. So faith is a huge power, sort of like dark matter and gravity and stuff like that. But it, it has a huge, huge effect. But the effect is definitely connected to the vehicle it's in. So if there's faith in the head, you're going to be in a lot of anxiety rooted in what's not happening, tell you the truth. That same faith will be, if it's not in the head and it's being directed some other way, will probably be enriching your day today, today, right now, enriching it. Yeah? Hmm? The faith has been moved into the fact that I'm not managerial qualities. Not managerial quality. Yes. And left to my own devices, which they're not mine, I'm fucked. Because, and it's not a big leap, that's what happens. <laughs> so, I, do I need to have it happen again? I don't believe so. We'll see. But <laughs> So, I would rather, uh, all I'm telling you is where the faith was put in. I had nothing I, to do with moving it, or I just saw its effects because I was under those effects. And when I sort of started to wake up from the dreaming, or wake up to the dreaming, really, you don't have to wake up from the dreaming, but to the dreaming, then I, I had a lot of reverse engineering occurred and I started to see a lot of stuff and how, why I wasn't seeing it before was because of a lot of stuff. Yes, and then reverse engineering it. And basically it was obvious that the mental state and all of its processes have a different agenda than the one they lend to me. Yeah, almost as if it's a pacifier for the cow. So the cow will keep going down the same path to the same trough, yes. But taking the mental activities as me was the bondage of self. I was bound to this idea, and this idea influenced this life greatly through me. It didn't have a life to express through. It took this life to use as transportation. And a good fortune of it is I didn't die, so I could live to tell about it, really. And I, tr I humbly believe I've seen certain things from head to toe. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, hence this seed assignment, really. Yeah, this isn't what I, yeah, whatever. So yeah, so the message is very simple. You're not that. You're gonna keep seeing you're not that all day, but usually our reaction or the head's reaction is it's about me. <laughs> so we're gonna question that and just see, is it about you? And are you the you it's about? And it's probably not going to be you. I believe it ain't. And then what happens? You now travel lighter through this imposition. Yes. You travel lighter through it. You don't take it so seriously. It becomes a small square in the big zoom square. It doesn't, it doesn't uh, implicate it. It's yes. 
it's it's localized yeah and it has its virtual hand is never you don't respond to and it's somewhat muted so it's constantly doing <laughs> and you're not paying attention to it as much and why do you are paying attention to i don't know find out today here now you this that feeling a little warmer than usually here yeah da, 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 da. have expectation go to coffee blah, 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 blah. yeah Hmm? The birds are, they seem to be over here. Yeah, the highway, the river. This incredible view here is very cool. We once left a, a balloon go here and we all watched it as it went across these, this ridgeline. It was incredible. The space. This is, a, to me, this is an incredible feng shui right here. Unbelievable for satsang. Really, truly. Because it's this whole open area very very uh i feel it's like uh this is like a heaven's highway there's a lot of traffic going this way that's <laughs> good and the birds and everything yeah so i'm gonna see if anyone has a question here hey guys mike hey, hey. uh any questions there anybody want to raise their hand did I oh is the Jeff see if the bathrooms are open? Uh, they are good. All right. Yeah. Because some of the other group was here before us. Yes? Mm, no. No. Oh, that's too bad. Hmm? Oh. Uh, he's got it. He's in there. Yeah. All right. Well then let's um say goodbye, eh? They I don't think there's any questions there. Does anyone have any okay. questions here? Uh, Lynn raised her hand. Oh, Lynn. All right. Hey, Lynn. Hi, Paul. How are you doing, Lynn? <clears throat> I'm doing well. I like your hat. Yeah, I got it. The sun is a little whatever. So the koan I've been working with you gave me. If you don't see this, you'll be looking through it. No, from it from it you're always going to be looking through it but you'll be looking from it yeah that's the truth and and then you followed that with uh talking to me about the story of the lion and the lamb yes and i was contemplating that this was a couple of weeks ago uh, the week after we talked and I had a little view under the blanket of watching. I was, I had popped into a clear space that wasn't me. And all of a sudden the thought started to take me over. And, but then I said, that's not me. And I stayed as me, as the real me, yeah. the I. And I saw myself start to get lost in thoughts, which actually it looked like dreaming. It was like a cartoon kind of. Anyway, I guess I wanted, what do I want? I want, I want to see that. I want to see from that. Well, then congratulations. But you know, it's, got, it's not there. 
It doesn't matter if it's, well, of course it's not there. It's the seeing of everything that's there. Yeah? It's not there to be seen. It's the seeing of everything that's here and there. Yeah. Mm. It's just, you're going to get a sense of it. It's going to become, uh, there'll be like a content and then expanded content and then expanded, and then there's context. Yeah. It could be seen from a content point of view as if another expanded content, but it's context. And the context has a different uh, uh, effect in the after, you know, the minutes after it. It's very assuring that it's always been this way. So that when you see a thousands of different ways occur, they all occur within this context. They are not a context in and of themselves. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so the yes. opens and opens, and then you hit uh, like, like the factory setting, so to speak. And it's like, oh, and then there's all the movement of apertures opening and closing and looking this way and that way. But now there's a deep assurance like that knowledge that you had a place to live when you were at work. Something that doesn't have to be remembered. It doesn't have to be uh, reinforced by staying at home all the fucking time. Yeah, you're gonna know it while all this thinking that you got into the thoughts, context. Mm -hmm. Not okay. believe, not thinking you were in the thoughts, context. There's never not context. This is the thing. After a while, your eyes don't look for the crane and this. You see the bigger picture, yeah? And the bigger picture is this, where you were looking, what you were looking for. It's, it's that which is always stable. It's that which is always available at all times. It's not defined as a content, which means it could be or couldn't be. It moves, it comes and goes. It's context. It's a, it's a knowledge, no matter how many hours of overtime, no matter, and it's not a knowledge that you have. It's a knowledge of this in and of itself, the I am. The I am's knowledge isn't like a vast library of books. It's based on I am, existence. That's it. That's the reference. That's the history. That's the, you know, the inspiration and the motivation. I am. Yeah. And I feel with satsang, because here you could use satsang as sort of, you know, like a buoy that you know it's been there. Yeah. The buoy if it's high or low tides, it's at the same place. It's warning ships and shit that there's rocks, let's say. So now you have a buoy of understanding. And so you come fast, you come back quicker to that, not believing all these forays, yes? Yes, it's, it, has that, it has that use. Now that's not the, the true basis. It's sort of like a, a substitute for a while. And after a while, you see a lot of movements, a lot of opening and movements, and then you get a sense that there's something that never opened or moved and never closes and yes, or doesn't move. It just is. It's like, it's escaping us because as a fish, we can't sense the ocean. It's just the way it goes. And so, but you can sense it through satsang and through free samples or maybe reading something of poetry like Hafiz or something like this. You a lot of things can trigger it. Got it. Yeah. But that which is triggered is not a lot of things. 
It's the true touchstone that's always been available at all times, right where we are. With no requirement necessary to meet it because we're past the point of meeting it. We are it, yeah? Yeah, I feel that there, that's an assurance that you couldn't put time and length to. It's just an assurance that allows a traveling lighter through whatever life has in store for us as this you know, contemporary action figure that's gonna go as it came, you know? I feel so, and I feel that through the effects of it. I've entertained these ideas and they brought about lasting change in a way. Yeah. And I would hate to take it that, that discovery or that revelation or finding out away from anyone by describing what it's like. I'd much rather describe what we're not so that you can find out what it's like, yeah? And then because the intimacy to me is the greatest faith really, that you've touched upon that stone and you know it to be true. Like an unspoken yes, or to me in time, it became the last answer, which means it took any need for any other answer away in this topic. It's been, it's been, it's been, uh, it's sort of like the top of the charts. It's never, it's like, you know, uh, remember um, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Mood, it's one album's been, it's been in the top 50 for 40, 50 years. This is like the top, this message of the, of the fucking thing, yes? Yeah, and a lot of other shit comes and goes, and it's just still number one. <laughs> it never knew, there's nothing ever new in non-duality. It's not uh, open to be synthesized with other stuff. <laughs> it's just, it's a negation of what of, of what's going on in the head, yeah? Because the head has replaced this platform with a mental narrative, really. And we've been slowly or quickly sucked up into the head at the expense of the living. Yeah. How you doing? Yes. So that's all we can do is, uh, I wish I could branch out and have 50 different fishes, you know, and have write a big cookbook, how to cook every fish in 30 different ways, but it's cod. We're a cod salesman, COD. It's the only thing you're gonna get here, nothing. And then some books or merch. So you finally leave with something. But basically you're already, you're already nothing more the Michelangelo of satsang could do. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, anyone else? Anyone else? Yeah. Where we're gonna take off soon? Uh, summer has hand up. Summer. I want to ask Summer when when are you coming, Summer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of uh, being here with winter. It looks like summer over uh, there. Oh, all right. Oh, I'm yeah. in New York. I'm in New York. It's not summer over here. Oh, all right. Yeah. 
Um, right. My question, my question's about, uh, do you feel like this recognition, does it have implications for the action figure? Like I, I feel, sure. yes. Yeah. Like I feel, I feel like I, for example, nervousness, like I feel like I get nervous or I, I, I recognize when nervousness appears in, you know, my body, mind or whatever, in the action figure. And I'm, I don't feel like I'm as taken by it as I once was, or like, you know, led astray by it, but I still recognize that it shows up. Um, and I'm wondering if, like, do you feel like I have to do specific sh something to work on that? Or does this recognition- well, that's more important if you feel like you need to do specific things. I don't feel like you need to do anything. Yeah, I, 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 yeah me neither, me neither, but it continues- it continues to show up like nervousness okay. or fears when it shows up and if it becomes uh awkward or it's not it's it's producing like certain kinds of effects i'm sure there are things to do i mean usually nervousness is rooted with the breathing yeah so when someone gets anxious their breath shortens so you could and the breath supposedly the breathing process is the only process that's half and uh, half voluntary, everything else is involuntary. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people like Raman and these people have a lot to say how mind and breath is connected. So you affect the breath, you'll affect the mind. So I would, there's simple breathing lessons. And if you can get into the habit to remember to breathe deeper and check your shoulders and drop them, and maybe that that anxiousness or the nervousness uh, won't have like a, a platform to, to uh, bounce off of, yeah? You'll weaken the platform and it'll dissipate quicker, yeah? Right. And, yeah. and uh, similarly, like, do you think this recognition, like for physical pain or something like that, does it, like if I stub my toe, it's going to hurt just as much yes, but yeah. maybe i won't i won't wish that i hadn't stubbed my toe or something well yeah, it's, yeah. the suffering will be altered concerning yeah. the pain the pain may not be but what but about I, chronic chronic pain for example i well you know i have chronic pain myself but not on a level that would would have me screaming but i have a uh, conditions physical conditions that always uh, demonstrating limiting effects, but I don't believe uh, they're not screaming. So, yeah. And I'm funny, anytime I've ever done a talk, no matter what condition my attention was going to, uh, it's forgotten during the talk. So I believe that's possible. But uh, so I can't say what I would do with chronic pain because I'm not in it right now yeah but i know i know chronic pain but i think there's levels of chronic pain that would make the whole difference between one answer and another answer yeah okay yeah. so gotcha. like if i'm having trouble then i try to limit my walking yeah that's what i do and and i have the luxury i can if my legs bothering me I make it a point to get off it and put it up for 20 minutes, at, at least 20, and then let the blood run off it. 
and then I'm good to go. So yeah, you learn over time how to fit yourself around certain situations. The suffering is a different story. And that's where time is injected. And it's been this way forever. And it's going to be this way forever. And it just, it, it, it claims the note and then just draws it out. Yeah, that can be, that can be, uh, I would say that's in the art of living category. You can have an art of living where that's diminished quite a lot by seeing it's not your pain. And then you won't have much trouble to see it's not your suffering. Yeah. That's it. If you're seeing it as your pain, you're going to see it through the, the lens of your suffering. Yeah. So at least let's drop the, see the weakness of the you, at least in one of those. I think it's easier to see with the suffering. Yeah. Because you can tell it's usually, it's the pain's, the reaction to the pain is it's, it makes it worse because it says it's going to be like this for a long time. Yes. And it's been like, you know what I mean? You see the injection of time into it. You see it from awareness, obviously. Yeah. A lot of people who are really screwed up are super clear about being screwed up. That clarity of light is still there. It's just what's mister what's directing it and diverting it and, you know, giving different meaning to it. But the awareness is all that we are seeing everything. Now, the report of what we're seeing and what it is and when is all from the mental activity, but the seeing, the light that, that allows the camera to, to picture things is not of the camera. The light is us, yeah. So, yeah. And, and what about the, like, I feel, I, I can recognize that I have physical, physical and like psychological conditioning. And I can see that, but I also see that I have a desire not to have it. And that desire- And do you see that you seem to be powerless because a lot of shit you desire not to have, you do have. So what is yeah. that? Yeah, totally. But at this, but even, even beyond that, I still have the desire not to be controlled by it. No, it's a desire. You, you don't have the desire. The desire is being claimed and it's now being used to say it's you that has the desire. That's the bondage of desire. That's the bondage of self concerning a desire. A desire is just a movement towards or away. It's your desire. It's attached to a story. So can I say there? There is. I still notice that there is a desire sure. not to be not to be controlled by this old conditioning. Yeah. Of course. What the. The mental state does not come to peace with the terms it's in. It's always thinking it could be different or it's blaming others for some fucking reason. Yeah. You don't waste time trying to rehab it. You just see you're not that. Cool. All right. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, literally. Yeah. You're welcome. And if you, whatever you do, is going to fail you anyway. So there's value in that. Yeah. Try to direct your desires only things that you believe are wholesome and shit. See what happens. You're going to be perverted. See what happens with people when they, they try to live a certain way and then it just bleeds out and they're like fucking perversions occur and shit. It's just, it's all the head, the head, you know, oh. forget it. So. Yeah, I got trouble. You come to peace with things 
not after the fact, but before the fact. You're at peace. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Is that it, bro? Mike? Anyone uh, else? Lisa. Lisa. Hey, Mike. Lisa, Lisa hey, you're Paul. supporting my desire to get out of here. And now, okay, honey. My hey, let me go. Causing some chronic pain. No, go uh -oh. ahead. I don't want to be responsible for any of that. And of course, I'm not. It's too late. I have you not... on my resentment list already. <laughs> okay. Lisa. Asked a question. I gladly join. I, I, go ahead. I'm I sorry. gladly join the resentment list. There you go. I just want to tell you I love you. That's all. Uh, I would just. I'll go get some coffee, sweetheart. It's possible to hear that. Thank you. Thank you, honey. It's my pleasure. I'm so happy. I love you so much. I love your message. Well, great. That's. I think it's worthy of being loved. Yes. Well, it is. It is. I had a bad day today in a way, or the action figure did, being dr drugged completely into the content. Totally. And I loved your conversation earlier about you always have to remember you're the context. And that's, of course, I know oh, that. Oh, I know let me, that. Let me jump in. It's, see, I know you don't mean it, but the way it's said in our language, it sounds like you have to now remember, you know, this knowledge. Exactly. I don't remember I have yeah. a house. I know I have a house. Remembering I have a house. Exactly, of course. Work. Yeah, so it's knowing. Yeah, yeah, all right. I, Just yes, absolutely. And of course I do have, I absolutely do have that knowing. It's always there. Yeah, the words make it sound screwy, but anyway, I love the message. Have, have a good afternoon. And you know, Lisa, if we were having coffee, I would never jump in while we're sharing, but because this is the seat assignment, I attempt to try to chisel it out as clear as I can with the use of what I say and what other people say, because, yeah. Absolutely, and I, I appreciate that because it helps, it, it helps everyone. Uh, it has to be, the message has to be clear and consistent. So yeah. I appreciate that, thank you. Lisa, I, we, we appreciate you very much, honey, and uh, I'm, I, I don't think I was ever or would ever say this, but I'm even open to going to Alabama where she lives. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. But it would the, such a, the conditions would have to be very managed and controlled. <laughs> well, <laughs> I promise if you ever did, sure, there, there would sure be a high. I'm sure it is. There'd be a, there'd be a high level of management if, if that ever happened. I promise. <laughs> That's right. Don't bring me to any Alabama football games. No, 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 no. I don't think I can take that. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Say Crimson your goodbye. Tide. Say your goodbye. Crimson Tide, please. Yeah. All right, honey. Thank you so much. Yeah. We'll stay in touch, eh? Always. Amelia loves hearing from you, so give her a ring. She's got the kids today. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Bye. Anyone else? I could go on. I want to also. I know it's obvious, but I'm joking most of the time. Yes, it's just I have a this life's going on, and then I have about eight skits that run with this life, and I only share maybe one or two of those skits. The others for my own perusal, 
and it just keeps me sane, so to speak. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Not that I want to live the different ways, but it's fun to see it differently. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Just to get that clear. So he's such a cruel person. <laughs> All right. Anyone else, Mike? No, that's it. No. All right. Well, uh, I have some questions for you. MFers. No, 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 it's a pleasure. It's nice to see everyone. Mike, thank you so much. Was this, it was good quality today. Eh? Excellent. This is the gift of the, uh, the, some people uh, donated and we got a, a Mac book uh, air and uh, it was a wish of Malkin a long time ago. And I just want to let Malkin, if he ever hears this, know that his uh, suggestion came to pass, it just took its own time. But yeah, I think it's a nice upgrade. We can hear people's questions and because the volume is much better than the iPad. So I want to thank you. I passed everybody. it on to Malkin's girlfriend. So oh, yes, he does. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Thank you. Yes, that's good. Uh, so uh, Kerry, nice to see you, my friend. We got we got David from Down Under, Tom from Washington. Uh, we got Zoe, Zoe from Arkansas. That's not far from Alabama. I could do a I could do a Tuesday. Alabama. <laughs> yeah. That'd be my last retreat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Might as well. Yeah. All right. I, I'm going to have to consider that. You, the, you're two great ambassadors for your states, Zoe and Lisa. Seriously. Yeah. Hiram, my friend. Nice to see you. Oh, there she is. The trickster. Oh, they're on the road to find out. Very nice, guys. I hear I'm going to be seeing you guys soon. Thank you. Good, good. Well, we got Kathleen. Now she's happy. Yes. John K. We got Jack. We got Christopher. There he is. Yeah. We got Sama. Nice to see you, Sama. Thank you. I'm getting the payoff now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the extortion racket. I'm I'm uh, I'm extorting some Ajasanti followers. I, I I threaten them that I'm going to tell Ajasanti they were here, so they keep paying me off. It's good. It's working. Thanks. We got uh, Marty. Yes, thank you, Marty, for all the support and uh, ideas. Mia, I don't know where you are. I guess it's San Diego. I think I'm gonna see you again soon next week, Saturday. Good, good. Roman, as always, my friend in Germany. Tariq, uh, Tariq in Dover, New Jersey. There he is. We got Esteban. Hey, Esteban, how are you today? All right, good, good, great. We got Richard H. Thank you, Richard, for your donation, Chris B. And everyone who donates their interest, attention, service, Mike and everyone, and yeah. 
there wouldn't be a Zen bitch slap without all of us. Yes. Yeah. Rich, nice to see you in uh, the UK. Sally, nice to see you, Sally. Always enjoy our conversations. Steve Cole, San Diego, has a phone. Keith, nice to see you, Keith. Uh, let's see, we've got Mark, Oliver in Berlin, Angie, hey Angie, from Ontario, there she is. We got Radish Kumar. I'm hoping to be back east, uh, Angie, in like May, June. Yeah, so. We got Suzanne, nice to see you. Lynn D, thank you for your shares today, Lynn. Leah, oh, Leah, yes, thank you for, uh, Leah, we met from the, uh, the UK and then she ended up in America. She's in Florida and she visited us that time. Remember Leah and her husband? Yeah, very nice. Miranda, I hope all is going well. Deborah from Alberta, Susan, I had a pleasure to speak to Susan, my latte lady. She called me up the other day. Elliot, Grateful Dave, Don O, Gary C, uh, Frank in Tucson. Hey, hey, John in Florida. If I missed you, uh, I apologize. Hey, thank you so much. I think all the information's on Zen Bitch Slap events. Just no password, the same Zooms. And I'll see you soon. All right. Thank you.